Amazing Grace is one of the most beloved hymns of all time. As amazing as the words are of this hymn, the story behind the words is equally amazing. John Newton was born in 1725 in London to a Puritan mother who died while he was only six years old. Newton's father was a stern sea captain who took John to sea at age 11. He was eventually pressed into service to the British Navy. After attempting to desert, he received eight dozen lashes and was reduced to the rank of a common seaman. Newton was later abandoned by his crew in West Africa. There he was forced to be a servant to a slave trader, but he was eventually rescued. On the return voyage to England, a violent storm hit and almost sank the ship, prompting Newton to cry out to God to save them from the storm. Upon his return to England, though, Newton became a slave shipmaster. He served for several years, bringing slaves from Africa to England over multiple trips. He had admitted to sometimes treating the slaves abhorrently. In 1754, after becoming violently ill on a sea voyage, Newton abandoned his life as a slave trader, the slave trade, and seafaring altogether, wholeheartedly devoting his life to God's service. Newton was ordained as an Anglican priest in 1764 and became quite popular as a preacher and hymn writer, penning some 280 hymns, among them the great Amazing Grace. Part of the huge appeal of Amazing Grace is the incredible backstory that brought it to life. Newton went from being a horrible slave trader to a highly respected minister. He drew on his own experience as a slave trader and his near-death experience on a boat where he believed God saved him and prompted him onto a Christian path. For him, it was amazing grace that saved a wretch like him. Verse 1. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found, was blind, but now I see. The gospel lesson for this Sunday is from Luke 15. It is Jesus' famous parable of the prodigal son. In the parable, you and I are one of the two sons. We are the prodigal son, pig-headed in our sin, wallowing in our worldly ways, turning away from the father, wasting our gifts or taking them for granted. We don't want to wait for our inheritance, but want it now. What wretches we are as the younger son. We are also the older brother, pig-headed in our pride and self-righteousness for being better sons. We look down on others and think we deserve praise from our Father for our goodness. We think we are more deserving of the inheritance of heaven than all those sinners out there. What wretches we are as the older son. What grace the Father gives us. He's watching and waiting for us to repent and return. We were lost to the Lord, but he found us. We were blind to our sin, but he allows us to see. He turns us from wretches back into his beloved sons and daughters. Verse 2. The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. There are plenty of promises the Lord gives us in his word. Here are just a few that keep our hope secure. The Lord will fight for you. You will, you will wait quietly. The Lord himself will go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not abandon you, and he will not forsake you. Do not be afraid, and do not be overwhelmed. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be overwhelmed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Verse 3. 
Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Many saints choose this hymn for their Christian funerals. It is God's amazing grace that brought them to faith in their baptism, kept them in the faith through worship and prayer, fed their faith with word and sacrament, and then led them home to heaven. It was that same amazing grace of God that took John Newton from an atheist slave trader to being converted and serving the Lord as a priest and hymn writer. Verse 4. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we'd first begun. This is the marvelous mystery of eternity. Once the angel's trumpet blares announcing Judgment Day, time stops and eternity begins. We have all eternity to sing God's praises. We won't ever tire of singing praises to God for His amazing grace. Amazing grace is the hymn of the day for Jesus' parable of the prodigal son. The Father in Jesus' parable represents God the Father. God shows His amazing grace, even to the point of giving His own Son for you. His own Son jumps into the pigsty of our sin and the pigsty of our self-righteous pride to rescue us. Because of what the Father's Son Jesus has done for us, now the Father throws a feast for us in church as we return every week, giving us forgiveness in the body and blood of His Son, inviting us to turn from the world's deadly slap and to feast on our Father's life-giving food. The Father celebrates those He finds, inviting the whole community of angels to rejoice over one sinner who repents, putting the white robe of Christ's righteousness upon us, putting the ring of sonship upon our finger, placing His name on us in our baptism granting us an inheritance that will never perish, spoil, or fade. All this can only be described as amazing grace.